Hello, everybody. Welcome to take two of Lifehouse Joe's <laughs> Spiritual Fit Podcast. Hi, everybody, for the second time. Yeah, the battery died on our recording machine. Not good, not a fun way to start the morning, and especially in the cold, where both of David and I are both rugged up against yeah. the elements. Um, what we're talking about today, guys, just to get straight into it again, because we're trying to keep our flow going from our conversation we were having to ourselves. Oh, a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Sorry you missed it. We're talking about the shield of faith yeah. today and how vital it is and what a vital component it is to our Christian armor. And um, you're going to have to go through your... Yeah, just before we discuss the shield of faith, just, yeah. just three little points that I want to just remind you of just to get you positioned to basically flow into the shield, the helmet and the sword. The first one that you need to understand is we are in a constant state of war, declared war. Uh, it is unlikely that the enemy is going to attack us on a on a front-on basis, out-and-out declaration, front-on basis, because um, a Christian that is awakened mm. and knows how to use their weapons and knows how to stand will defeat a front-on ba- uh, based attack every time. Yeah. So he's going to be, he's a, he's a gorilla, he fights a gorilla war, he's a terrorist, and he will ambush us constantly. So we need to, we need to be aware of that. Um, and so in that, we need to be aware that God has given us the provisions, mm-hmm. the authority, and the ability to not only protect ourselves, but to wage effective warfare. Yeah. And a victorious warfare. Yeah. Secondly, Jesus Christ completely defeated Satan on the cross. Yeah. And then took all his authority and power away from him and finished the effect and power of sin in our lives. It has no power over us. Yeah. And he completely set us free. Yeah. Which is something we keep coming back to on this podcast, living from that freedom. Now, freedom, he gave freedom not only to the saved, but the unsaved as well. Yeah. Every single human being has been set free. Mm. You now need to take responsibility for that freedom. You need to accept the, the consequences of your choices with the freedom that you've been given. So if you want to go in and bind yourself in bondage to sin and the enemy, you need to take the consequences of that. But if you decide... To use your freedom to equip yourself with what the provisions that God has given you yeah. to wage effective warfare and maintain that freedom and keep that freedom, then you need to go into the Word and you need to start uh, training yourself as a warrior and letting the Holy Spirit train you as a warrior. You need to get into a company of men and women who are similarly minded mm. and understand, okay, this is warfare and this is the objective of warfare. Yeah, that's incredibly important. And just, you know, in podcast land... It takes a lot of time and training. Yep. So you're not going to get up after listening to David and I speak for half an hour. You're not going to get up the next morning and everything's going to flow beautifully yeah. and you're going to look gleaming golden <laughs> in the sun in your beautiful armor. It'll be, it takes time to it how to use time. it. And it's, I mean, you're, you're still learning, aren't you? You're oh, still yeah. being trained. Um, one of the things that we were talking about in the first take was that um, our men... We're gonna we're gonna be having a boot camp. So mm. this is the 28th of May, 2011, and we do our men's boot camp uh, on the 2nd of June next week, which we're both looking forward to. I'm really looking forward. I'm to it. so excited about so doing it. I was waiting on the Lord to 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 get a word. 
for for what 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 the Lord wants to do in the boot camp, and he gave me three words. He said, "Shift, shock, advancement." Mm. And so I was meditating on these three words, listening to what the Lord had to say to to me about these words. Now, what happens? Can I stop yep. you just for one second? I'm Go really sorry. How does how does it come to you? Those words that God gives you is it a just sort of a do you know what I mean? Because I think that's something a lot of Christians will have questions about. Well, that is, is that is a that is a complete <laughs> new course that you want me to go into, which is, and, and we run it in our church. Uh, we run we run the 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 big five intimacy with God. Yeah. And the, the first part of intimacy with God is how to hear we teach voice. you how to hear God's voice. Yes. And so for different people, it's different ways, and I have different ways that the Lord speaks to me, and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm alert to the different ways that God speaks to me. Yeah. Yeah. This way, I was journaling, and the Lord basically just spoke to me in in my in my mind. Yeah, boom. You got a sense that this, this is what He wants no, to say. No, this is what I'm going to do to the men. Ah, oh, cool. I am going to shift them towards myself. That is going to create a shock in their lives, and then I'm going to begin advancing the men. Yeah. All right, that's what I got. So yeah, I cool. sat down, I wrote it down. It's in the little red book over here, or one of the books that we're using to prop up no, the, the microphone. Yeah, because so I can't I, get it and read it, but yeah. there it is. So effectively what god does is when you come along and you say yes lord and you exercise your freedom to come into submission to the lord and say yes lord i want this from you i want to do this from you i want to get closer to you a shift takes place in other words you get shifted from where you are closer to god now this causes a shock within your life most people are unaware of the shock factor so when they think I'm going to be closer to the throne of God. They think it's all going to be, you know, skipping in fields and, 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 and you know, humming and birds singing, you know. No, often it's not that because what happens is when you get closer to God, things in your life just get dismantled and destroyed because if you have things that are built on sand foundations, mm. What is going to happen when God moves you towards himself? Yep. If you've got relationships that are bad relationships and fellowships that are bad fellowships for you and, and, and God moves you closer to himself, what do you think is going to happen to those relationships? Mm. There is a shock factor. The shock factor is like God starts to train you. He takes you. He validates you. And the pattern is there in the Bible. He did it to Jesus, his yep. own son. Yep. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Next verse of scripture. And the spirit led Jesus into the desert to be tested and tempted by the devil. Yep. Yep. That's the shock factor. Mm. Comes out of the desert. Bang. What happens? Advancement in the kingdom. Mm. This is what's going to happen to the men. Well, didn't that also happen with, because I was reading Wild at Heart again this week. And I can't remember if it's in the Bible, but he was made reference to Paul um, on the Damascus road when he had that revelation with Jesus appearing to him, after that it was three years. He took three years before he came back and sort of started to yeah. develop his own ministry. So what happened in those three years? I find that very interesting. Yeah, yeah. training, training, yeah. training. So if there are things in your life that are not of God, God will begin working them out. And you might be thinking, "Oh, I didn't sign up for this." Yes, you did. Yeah, changing from being a civilian to being a soldier. Yeah, I actually, I've been reading in uh, 2 Corinthians, Paul has this big list of things and, he's, and he sort of makes, you know, making making people rich while you yourself become poor. And there's all this sort of, there's all this sort of stuff that looks good worldly, but you're doing the opposite of it. And I find that very interesting. I think it's in 2 Corinthians 3, but that whole list, it's exactly what he says. Give up your life to find it. 
Yep. Yeah. All right. So you're in a state of terrorist war. Satan's defeated. And you've got to pick up your armor, put it on and make choices and take the consequences of those choices. Yep. Oftentimes, uh, when God is training you, you need to be able to discern the difference between a training ground and a sin ground and an attack, a warfare attack. And yep. we discussed that earlier. And we'll go back to that in depth a little bit later on yep. in the series. All right. So the shield of faith now is there specifically to deal with the fiery dart. So we've got to look at what is the shield of faith? Mm-hmm. What is it actually and how does it work? Yep. And what is a fiery dart? Yeah, can I just I'll yep. tell my story from before because yep. I yeah, I have to tell this story to David again so he's gonna <laughs> maybe go get gonna some, use it. Yeah. <laughs> go get some coffee while I tell it to you guys in podcast land. But just in the lead up to this boot camp, you get oh, the the warfare increases because we're on a mission, we're setting men's hearts free, we're awakening awakening them to the biggest story. Satan hates that. He hates to see men come alive. So he fires these fiery arrows at you and just this morning I get I got into my car to come to David's office where we do this podcast and as I get into the car I knock my knees on the dash and I knock my head on the roof and I'm all squished in because my wife scoots her chair all the way forward like all the way forward under the under the yeah, steering wheel. under the steering wheel you know like those pictures you see of grandmas with their hands on the knuckles <laughs> just on top of the wheel that's my wife and Sorry, darling. And so I get in and I instantly start to get angry. Well, why does she have to do this? Why does she have to scoot it for? It's just annoying me. I'm going to have to go. And, and I was just like, after that thought passed through my mind, I almost laughed at it. I'm almost like, that's ridiculous. Why did you think that? That's, that's ridiculous. But you see, if I had taken hold of that, let it festered like an arrow does, and just, you know, let it seep into my... Yep. to my you know vital organs that thing could I could have come home and exploded at her yeah so you've got to be constantly aware and constantly have like you say a shield of faith up okay so I'm going to come back to that and we're going to like talk around that and talk 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 about what a fiery dart is um, here is a question I want you to put in the back of your mind now because we're starting to come to that stage uh, where we need to begin to learn to put these things together and bring it to bear. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be finishing off with the, sh- the, the armor and then we're going to be looking at probably as important a subject as the fruit. What yep. is the fruit in battle? What does that look like in battle? Yep. So the question I want to ask right now is how do you actually do battle and win? Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Everything you need to protect yourself is in the three pieces of armor that we've already discussed, which is the shoes, the belt, and the breastplate. Yeah. All right. Everything you need to protect yourself is in those there. Now, we've discussed what they counter when the enemy throws in deception, Mm -hmm. when the enemy throws in accusation, when the enemy throws in uh, depression or starts to question you. Um. More often than not, when the enemy attacks a Christian that is awake, it is a more subtle form of attack. But he does attack in a frontal way. Yep. But the question I want you to start to think about now is the ground. The ground. The ground that we are actually on. Uh, 
links between the physical, the environment that we in, so, that we see. Like the circumstances? Yeah, the circumstances. So, so, so the physical world that I live in. I live in the physical world. Yep. I relate to this physical world through my five senses. Yep. But there is also a spiritual world of the atmosphere and the, and the throne room that I interact in between. Mm-hmm. So now what I want us to start putting into our head is um, what does this look like and what does this battle actually look like and how do I bring these weapons to bear effectively within this battle? So I want to go through a couple of things here. Okay. Okay. Um, when we begin to engage the enemy, not when the enemy attacks us. The enemy attacks us in various ways. Like the, the illustration you gave me right now with, with Lena and the car, that is an opportune moment for the enemy to throw a dart in. Yeah. And we're going to discuss that in a second with the shield of faith. But when we actually go into battle, and we spoke about this earlier, that there are ambushes, then there are campaigns, and then there's the war that we're in. So yeah. when we we when we go into battle, what does it actually look like? I'm going to give you a couple of points. Okay, Firstly, cool. when we begin to go into battle, we come to the Lord, and we say to the Lord, Lord, I want to serve you more. Mm-hmm. And so we begin stepping closer to the throne. Yeah. What happens is the Lord takes us into the training field he will prepare us he will give us material for example you'll you'll say lord i want to learn more about you you get locked onto this podcast series of podcasts you start start suddenly learning about spiritual warfare and suddenly you find yourself in situations and circumstances where you think what is going on yeah right well the lord is training you in the use of these specific weapons yeah so when you are taking significant steps in your faith life Mm-hmm. that's when spiritual warfare begins both within yourself where you start to deal with sin within yourself and then when you start to basically begin I need to be very careful with the word I use take control of your circumstances yeah. not, in a, not in a negative way yeah. but in a, in a positive way where you begin to exercise your authority based on the authority that God has given you within your circumstances yeah that's what a battle looks like. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. I think that sort of sounds like what God does is in line with, you know, maybe before you want to enter this battle, as you say, because to me, I've just studied three years, four years of university to become a teacher. And just two weeks ago, I began teaching out in the field. So before that, you know, God was training me, but then I've said, okay, I need to step into it. And I've learned so much more being out on the job than I did sitting in a classroom hearing someone tell me about the job. The second one is if you exercise the Isaiah 61 and you begin to invade enemy territory by locking onto someone and begin the discipleship process with someone, when you do that and you join with your church's outreach programs to basically target a person and disciple them and teach them what you know, Man, that is that is when you're going into the heart of battle. That is that is the crux of uh, why you why are you fighting? Why are you fighting? One, you fight to 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 win your heart back. Yep. Uh, get rid of all that nonsense within your heart. 
kill the the sin nature within inside of you. So you you get in yourself close to the throne of God. Two, you begin to exercise the authority in which you stand and take control of the ground with that authority, that godly authority, which is within your family. And three, you begin to become a disciple and effectively begin operating within the gift calling and ministry area that God has placed you. Mm-hmm. That's what spiritual warfare is about. And when, when you begin taking this journey, this is where you, you begin to learn to bring to bear in battle. This is what happens in battle. And the more battles you go into and the more battles you win, the more of a veteran you become, the more you will begin to realize that your weapons, as the Bible says, are powerful to the tearing down of strongholds. Yep. And it's the same thing with teaching. First time I got in there, I was that nervous in front of year nines. Didn't think I had anything to give them. And the lesson was horrible. But yesterday, I was a bit more confident. I'd had, I was a veteran. Not yeah. a veteran. I had a little bit of experience. <laughs> I was that much more confident with my weapons. Yeah, then another another area where you, you start going into spiritual warfare is when you begin to expose the enemy for who he is. Within your life, within the people's lives around you, he's going to try his best to keep his disguises. Remember weapons platforms, the camouflage? When you start touching that camouflage and tearing that camouflage down, he is going to come at you with a ferocity because he doesn't want to be discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go into a specific place where the Lord through the Holy Spirit reveals a, a habit, a fault within your life and, and, and you go before the Lord and repent and, and ask the Lord to begin working with you in that area, He will try and hold on to that stronghold. He yeah. will try and hold on to that foothold within your life because He doesn't want to give it up and that will cause a fight. Yeah. Uh, when God is then preparing you for, for, for greater things, you know, the, the shift, the shock, and the advancement, the advancement section, when God begins to prepare you to advance you, you know, don't think the advancement section is all this, you know, parade ground soldiering. When God advances you, he advances you in battle. Yeah. Because you are a warrior, yeah. you are created to be like him, and he is a warrior, the Lord is his name. So, and, 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 and when that begins to take place, you will then know that you are stepping into warfare mm-hmm. all right i've got two questions are they specifically for me no no, no. Well, you Thank can you can have a go oh darn it i shouldn't have, have said anything all right once you wear your armor and you begin to find yourselves bombarded with spiritual opposition how do you engage the enemy and win the battle how do you engage the enemy and mm win the battle so all these guys yeah. in podcast land right now they learn they, they're beginning to learn all of this stuff and think oh yeah okay this this is the breastplate this is the belt this is and they, they begin to apply this in their lives okay mm-hmm. suddenly what happens is the enemy is going to engage them because he doesn't want them to use this yep yep all right so what do they do to engage the enemy whilst in training. In training. In training ground. I think, to me, the first step, and you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong, is to realize an attack for what it is. Because without that, and like you say, it's so subtle a lot of the time, you can, you know, it can wiggle its way into your ear and like an ear wig. <laughs> Those earworms that go in and put that, and plant that in your brain and it starts speaking and whispering into your lives and just be like, this armor stuff. You know, it probably doesn't really work. It's just a lot of metaphorical nonsense that sort mm-hmm. of thing. You know how that works? So for, like, realizing attack for what it is enables you to 
use what part of your armor is most effective against that type of attack. Is that a decent? What that's, do you think? That's that's a, that's a fair that's a fair answer. Thank you. Um, Ephesians six thirteen to seventeen. All right. Do you want me to read no, it? No, no, you don't have to read it. We read it last week. Oh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So, basically, it's the application of the weapons. All right, next question. Uh, well, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't answered the question. Oh, okay, I'm cool. going to answer the question, but um, the next question is this. When the missiles begin to fly, all right, mm-hmm. what do you do with those missiles? What, what does the missile look like? The fiery dot. What does it actually look like? And what does it actually do? Now, remember I spoke a few seconds ago about this battle. We, we, we in this physical world, we relate to this physical world. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we forget that we are more spiritual beings than physical beings because we, we, we relate to, we to the world in the five yep. senses. Yep. Now, we're talking about spiritual dots. Yeah. So, a spiritual dot gets fired from the spirit world and it comes through into this physical world mm. what does it actually look like now that's a good question there yeah. and, and 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 how does it affect you and what do you use to counterattack the physical dot that's a great question huh. <laughs> oh to me to me to me an attack comes in the form of Oh jeez, I'm trying to be careful with what I say because I don't want to say something wrong. I guess you can, cor- <laughs> guess you can correct me. But to I me, want chapter and verse. Oh darn it! Well, to me, for an instance, I'll go through my day and okay, let's say right now, I am talking about this and I might say something stupid. So I'll go home and on my drive home, the thought comes into mind: Why do you bother? Why are you doing this? That's stupid. You're stupid. Why do you do this? Okay, so what exactly is a fiery dart? A thought. There you go. And that, it, does it affect your emotions, the thoughts yes, generally? Yes, it does. Yeah. And so the way I would use... And to... where else does it affect? Your emotions and... My actions. No. Not so Something that activates actions. I don't know. Your mind. Uh, my heart and... Yeah. All right. Motions and mind. Okay, so... The shield of faith is there to quench the fiery darts. So, in our world, mm-hmm. physical world, mm-hmm. what does the shield of faith actually look like? Because if the fiery dart is a word coming in and manifests as a word remember we spoke about words and deeds the attack of the enemy comes as words and deeds and our 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 response to the enemy is also words and deeds so it's a word and it's a thought so it manifests itself in us sometimes as a thought Mm -hmm. you you, I'm such an idiot what does the shield of faith actually look like at that point well to me it would be stepping out in faith in the truth of God and what God has in store for you, what God thinks of you and what God knows about you because that is the valid truth, that is the only truth. And so for me, when that fiery dart comes and says I'm stupid, I go back to his word and read exactly what he thinks of me 
And I read, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus in Romans 8.1. And I implant that word and start to say that truth in my life instead of the one that comes in from nowhere. Very good answer. Thank you. So, I have known you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, the shield of faith is the absolute confidence. Yeah, yeah. In what God says. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent confidence. And it's the application of the Word of God, the Gospel. Mm. It is the application of the truth. Yep. And it is the application of the breastplate of righteousness by faith. Mm. I want you to read Genesis chapter 3. I want you to read verses 1 and verse 4. This is, this is what a dot might sound like. Yep. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, and then this is for, You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. Um, verse 2 of Genesis 3. Do you want me to, sorry, did you want me to go through 1, 2, 4? No, 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 no. Just read 2? Yeah, 2. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, my bad. No, oh, it was sorry. mine. I gave so, you 1. No, 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 you had it right. I just oh, read okay. it. I truncated it. <laughs> Uh, sorry, let me start again. Three, one. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Mm -hmm. And then four says you will not surely die. Okay. That's what a dart looks like and sounds like. Mm. And that, that, that was the dart that was crafted to Eve within her situation. Yeah. So she was in a physical garden. God had told her, do anything you like in this garden, but don't touch the one tree. And Satan came in and he needed, he needed to create doubt in Eve about what? The goodness of God. Goodness of God about God, God's goodness towards us, God's faithfulness towards us, everything like that. And when he created that doubt, he had the stronghold in her. Yeah. And he created insecurity and he created inferiority. And from there, he was able to hammer her with rejection and rebellion. Start, those, those responses yeah. started to come out. I think, to me, the most interesting part of that is when he says, um, did God really say this? He doesn't say something along the lines of, hey, God's not the guy that you thought he was. He doesn't explicitly say it. He leads her with a question. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree? Did he actually say that to you? What, mm. what do you think? Mm. And that's when you get into our reaction to it. It causes her to yeah. react, causes mm. her in word and deed to react to a fiery dart. So deception, condemnation, out and out assaults by the enemy comes along to try and create a stronghold within us that the enemy can come in and basically begin to feed into us with regards to our insecurity and inferiority uh, to, to, to get us to respond and, and, and knock between rebellion and rejection in our responses to God. Mm. And the shield of faith basically covers us where we believe even though we do not see. We believe even though we do not hear. Yeah, yeah, yep. Now, one, okay, of the, yeah, yeah. one of the key factors that we need to remember all the time is that, um, excuse me. <coughs> <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> well, just, just a second. 
with another podcast before. <laughs> David's wife, because we're in David's home. David's wife's home today. It's Saturday, and the first thing she says to her before we go in, she says, "Make sure you don't clear your throat because it's <laughs> irritating. It's irritating when I hear it on the podcast because she's an avid listener." And then, so the first one minute on the other podcast, David. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been holding yeah, it. Yeah, I know, you did really well. Look, you almost got to the end. All right. Um, so what are the dots? The dots are the schemes, the temptations, the lies, the deceptions, the attacks that are aimed at us to create in us an area, a stronghold from which the enemy can infiltrate our lives. Um, and the enemy wants to shift our trust from God and what God says no matter what we see to ourselves or things around us Mm -hmm. now these dots are thoughts are thoughts that can come directly into our minds and, and, and they look like our thoughts or they can be spoken into our lives by people around us, intentionally and unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can come at us by being reproached. Now, remember, there's a difference between reproach and rebuke. Yep. And so what we've got to do, now let me give you a couple examples. In other words, can I mean, you can be in the middle of a worship service. You're worshiping God. You, you just... You know, in in a beautiful atmosphere and worship, and You're suddenly, in the throne room. suddenly you've got this the most blasphemous, uh, filthy thought that comes into your mind, and, yeah. and 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 it just like jerks you straight out of that throne room of worship, and you think, oh, oh, I'm, I'm such, such a sinner. Yeah, yeah, right? and that's happened to me. Yeah, I can. Okay, so number one, I've done that. I'm one of the worship players. <laughs> I do that on stage. So number one, <laughs> the dart comes right. Yeah. Now. It's a fiery dot. So if the if the dot hits us and we don't deal with it by faith, the fire will also create a damage or the poison that comes with it will also create a damage. And then we will lower our shield, lower our God when we accept the thought as our own. And the second attack will come in, which will be accusation. Yeah. I am so bad. I'm and such I, a I, sinner. I am such a sinner. I've just blown it here and then the second accusation will come in it'll be accusation condemnation yep and we will cycle into a negative pattern that is a false pattern Mm -hmm. and so we will start making all kinds of agreements uh, and, and and the enemy will basically pack us down into that negative cycle and so what 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 the shield of faith does is no and we exercise the belt of truth. I know my relationship with God and I know what I'm like. That was not my thought. Helmet of salvation, which is the hope of salvation. I will be dealing with that next. And we basically apply this by faith. Yeah. It's a pretty weird concept when you think about it. And it's not something... I mean, this is fairly deep spiritual teaching because... I think a lot of church was, would deny that any thought that comes into your head would be from anywhere else but yourself. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. very spiritual concept to think that a, that a different, a spiritual being can put thoughts into your mind. Well, if a, if a human being can put a, a thought into your mind, and if you accept the fact that there are angels, 
and there's this war that goes on between these the angels and stuff and you affect the biblical you you accept the fact that there's a biblical um relationship between mankind and angels where angels communicate with mankind and then you go further and you accept the fact that god can speak to you in different ways uh you know the you, you've got to, you've got to give you've got to give understanding to this but if you if you don't accept the fact that sometimes these thoughts that come into our minds are actually not our thoughts yeah um then you're going to be in the, you're going to end up in a world of hurt because if you accept thoughts about yourself that are not yours and don't come from you you will be driven into operating into areas that are not you yeah so you'll be you you'll be move, maneuvered by the enemy and by the enemy agents which are human beings into you reacting into situations through rejection and rebellion yeah, yeah. fueling your insecurity fueling your inferiority complexes and then all kinds of strongholds start to develop in that way yeah yeah right yep uh, another, another. So, so those are thoughts. So that goes into your, the area of your mind. Yep. What about what about emotions? Yeah. Have you ever, you know, you got a, you got a, a, a good relationship, and we, you know, we we said in the last podcast that I was doing the sermon on relationships. I'm gonna have to redo that sermon because somehow or other, our taping and the. I've just lowered my head. <laughs> no, don't lower your head, Ben. So, no, no. Uh, just, we just it just got messed up. Yeah. So I'll, when I when I write part two, I'm gonna I'll, I'll redo that sermon and we'll just upload the two on relationships. Yeah. Um, but somehow or other, you've got a good relationship, and then suddenly you just have this unreasonable feeling of anger rising up in, inside your heart towards this person, and you think, where on earth did that come from? All this mm. unreasonable jealousy. Yeah. What is happening? I don't. You know. That's what happened with my wife and I this yeah. morning. We had the loveliest morning. We just sat down and relaxed. We had a good breakfast, and then I was off and got in the car. And instantly, I was just like, "Oh, whoa! Why does she keep doing this to me? Mm. She knows how much it annoys me." Oh, yeah. or but out of nowhere. Another, another, another way the dot works is suddenly you, 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 you're doing something, and you get this burning desire to sin. Yeah. Where on earth does that come from? Yeah. You know, and it just churns you up. And if you don't deal with that with a shield of faith, knowing who you are in Christ, and, and, and bringing the gospel, the truth, and the righteousness of Christ to bear in faith at that point, the enemy will hammer in the accusation and the guilt that comes with that and the condemnation that comes with that, you know? Yeah. Um, depression. Yeah, you know, one minute you're fine and happy, and the next minute you're just like, boom. Now there are different kinds of depression. There I, are. I, I accept that. There's there's a there's a chemical imbalance in the in in, in the person's brain. Yep. And there's that depression. There's a depression where you know I always teach you guys that are preaching, it's uh, coming off a spiritual high. Like you come out of a, a a brilliant camp or a conference, and you all oh, praise God, hallelujah, and then you suddenly hit reality. Real, real so you world, come down yeah. the mountain. So yeah. it's like, <gasps> you know. Yep. But there's also this. There's also a spirit of heaviness. The Bible calls it a spirit of heaviness, and and you you might be operating suddenly. Boom! You feel, oh, I'm so depressed. I'm so down. I I can totally attest to that. Yeah, I, I've that, that happen. And 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 bam! For no reason, it's there. So, how does this work? Um, how does the attack come from? I want you to go home and study Genesis 3 that we've just read. I want you to study the attack on Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. Mm-hmm. And I want you to just write these words down. 
when, where, how. And then, and then if possible, go back to chapter one and deal with the five factors so that you can begin to learn what an attack looks like. Okay, so let's look at a let's look at a modus operandi of, of of an attack. All right, it starts with a disguise. So the first arrow, the first fiery dot comes in. More often than not, it will be disguised as your thought, your emotion, your action. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's there to create doubt with regards to God and His relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And with regards to you and his relationship, your relationship with God. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Genesis 3, Matthew 4. Did God really say? Mm -hmm. So it'll come in as a disguise. The second point of the attack, either it's a second arrow or it's a poison on the arrow that you're not dealing with. So if you grab this arrow and take it into yourself and drop drop your armor or or, or allow a second arrow to come in, in that window of opportunity that the devil has. So the thought comes in, there is a window of opportunity that the devil has where you need to basically go into a stand position. So boom, roadside bomb, bang. Instantly you need to respond in a deployment situation and just go into a standing hold Mm -hmm. and analyze what has just happened now. Mm. All right, you're in the middle of worship. Suddenly, you've got this horrific thought in your head. You've got a window of opportunity there to basically bring your armor to bear into that situation. Do not respond without going into a stand. Yeah, and thinking about okay, where does this come from? Yeah, if you just respond. To that anger that you had in the car, it's just going to escalate. Then the enemy, you, you've actually, you've triggered a, an opportunity. The enemy has seen an opportunity and he's going to fire you in with a whole lot of arrows. Bang. And your day is going to spiral until you haul it out of the, the fire with 1 John 1 9. And, 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 and then you're going to have to just walk back all those all that hurt between you and your wife or whoever the situation is. You go into a standing situation and you just say, okay, whoa, let me just hold on to this. What is actually happening right now? And act in that window. That window of opportunity can go either way, to the devil or to you. So you just stop, you act. Now, if you are in a campaign where you are exercising the campaign, the enemy will come and basically try and hammer in at you to get you off the path. Remember the big five, the the ground, the path that you're on? He's going to try and get you off the path. Mm -hmm. And you just have to go in and stand, take the barrage, and then act. Shield of faith towards the promises and just keep on going down that path. Yeah, and it's a bit of a shame that we haven't got a video camera on you because David likes to use his hands (laughs) to gesture. He's got his windows made up and he's got a shield <laughs> with his fist up and all this stuff. Yeah. But is there a good picture from any movie that you can think of where the shield is put in? 300. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> 300. In the movie 300, once again, be mindful when you watch 300. But 
there, I, and I just can remember there's one scene where the um the literally the arrows are flying at them. Yeah. And they and this darkens the sky. Yeah. And they all just put up their shields and sit yeah. there and just just yeah. sit there and yeah. take that stand. Just remember one thing. While you are under the barrage, while you are under the bombardment, your emotions and your thought life is going to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that's what the devil is counting on. The devil is counting on you acting out of your emotions and you acting out of a, a, a sort of a, a shocked, initial shocked thought life. Your thoughts are all over the place. What's happening? How is this happening? How can this be true? How can this person be saying this about me? What is the situation? All you go is you go into a standing mode and you analyze the situation. Did this person really say this about me or is this secondhand information? Let me use scripture to deal with this situation. Brother, you have said something about me that this person has said, I'm going to this person with you and we're going to deal with it according to Matthew 18. Tell you what, if it's a a false accusation that has been brought by that person to create trouble, they'll never do it again. You know, if it's an emotional thing, like for example, you get in the car, you bump your knees and you get angry. Whoa, hold on a second. You know, and you start to analyze this. I'm a big galoot. Yeah. I'm like twice as tall as my what wife. What do you say? <laughs> so mean. I'm, no, now I'm going to have mean. to put my shield up against you. <laughs> I tell you what, Ben, when, 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 you, you must see how big Ben is. He is huge. He's like, and, and when he gets into gym and, and his wife is so beautiful and petite. Yes, petite. You, you, you got to see the picture. And they, and they got this little hatchback car. Yeah. <laughs> Not little. Of course it's, it's little. It's compact. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not as small as the echo was. So when he, so when when he gets in, I, I could just picture this, you know, like like bent over, head in, head your nose on the steering wheel, knees like <laughs> Yeah. One one leg's holding out the side as I drive. Because I can't fit everything in. And your response there is, okay, uh, initial anger, okay, hold on, just stand. Yep. Gain control of my thoughts and feelings. And then just say, oh, well, she didn't mean it because she just has to do it. Yeah. I'd rather have that her is... safe up under the steering wheel than, than on the back right. seat trying to reach the pedals. I literally, that's literally the thought that went through my mind. That's how I reacted. Exactly. I, was like, I was like, hold on a second. I have to shift it back every time. Yeah. I bet you she gets annoyed when she has to shift it forward all the time. It's just one of those things. Yep. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that was, that was my reaction. It wasn't a... Maybe my training's paying off, David, because it was not, it was a thing where I just reacted like that. I was like, hang on, I stood. Yeah. And it was, I'm just pretty happy with myself right now. Right. That's the shield and that's fiery darts. All right. All right. We're, we're done. done. We're done. We're we done. thought we might get through more this with this one, but we no, took a lot no. of time to do this. Cool. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. As always, check out www.life-house.net. David and I are going to be talking with our church soon about uploading um, the option for people to have us come and speak to them at a conference or at their church, just on the topic of spiritual warfare. So um, keep your eye out for that in the future as well. But we'd love to hear comments and feedbacks in the meantime. See you guys. See you guys.